And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Minute Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight is a pretty interesting show. We have a returning guest who has a very unique perception. Every year, I tell you that I go to the Ron Paul Peace and Prosperity Conference in D.C., and I just love it because you're always around good, passionate people who, are, who love liberty, and every year it gets more interesting. And one of the featured speakers clearly sees what evil has in store for humanity, what its plan is, what it's doing. And he'll describe during the interview that once you know what the plan is, you can take action. And I know that we, we discuss often how crazy things are and how insane the world is getting. But I really do believe that the more prepared we are, the more action that we are taking, the more aware and awake we are, the better equipped we'll be when these things do happen. And most of the people on this planet, I don't think they're fully aware. I don't know if they're willing to go or step outside their own cognitive dissonance. Maybe they do know it, but they're not willing to, to take the chance. Well, they're going to wake up regardless. And we've gone into it willingly. Let us begin tonight's show. It is a great honor once again to welcome back to our show, Gary Heaven. He is an incredibly accomplished entrepreneur. You may have heard of the Curves franchise. You know, this is the genius behind it. Gary is also a passionate freedom advocate. I saw him speak once again this year at the Ron Paul conference, and he gave this very powerful speech about things we need to do. And he's, I always thought he was very ahead. On top of that, Gary does a lot of volunteer work. He does a lot of work with Haiti. He volunteers a lot of his time, effort, and energy to help others in need. So, Gary, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Ryan. I was glad to see you again at the event. Uh, I thought it was a, a great day. And, yeah, uh, I'm like, it was. Uh, thank you. It was. It was fun, and I. I feel like every year. I, I feel like it's one of the most important things for people to go to because you really see everything that's happening in the world right now, based on where you see the world going. A sobering look. What is your perception? Because you you acknowledge history, you see the past, present, you can see where the future is heading. Where do you see things going? Well, Ryan, we are, uh, we're in a world of hurt. Uh, we're in a lot of trouble. And uh, the, the greatest tragedy is, is the percentage of people that can't recognize the trouble we're in. And it, it, if, if you don't know you're in trouble, how do you protect yourself? How do you protect your family? And so that's the great tragedy. And so I, I travel around the country and, and try to to teach people uh, how to see things, how to think about things. And uh, it, it's uh, kind of a burden of mine 
you know, God blessed me with incredible resources and, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, with much comes much responsibility. So having sold my company curves, uh, 10 years ago, uh, this new season I'm in, uh, it, it it's uh, about philanthropy and giving back. You know, you mentioned Haiti. Uh, my wife, Diane feeds 10,000 children a day in Haiti and has awesome. since the, since the earthquake. And I've taken my aircraft over there and, and, and done search and rescue and, and all sorts of things during the hurricane and also back during the, the, the earthquake. And uh, so uh, we're, we're really focused on, on using our time and our money to serve people. And probably right now, the most important service is, is for me to help people see things as they really are, because we are in a period of, of great deception. And, and uh, I'd like to talk about that today. Sure. And, uh, uh, and I'll kind of jump in on, on, on what this deception looks like. And then I'm going to end with, uh, what do you do about it? And, and, uh, and I think those are the two great questions of the day. So if you'd like to, I'll get started. Sure, please. You know, people know that there's a that there's a lot of things coming against them. We just went through three years of extraordinary, uh, uh, really violence uh, against people, and uh, you know the ones who control the message uh, have have really been able to provide cover for a great deal of evil, and. Uh, if, if you're not willing to, to, to really uh, do the hard work of thinking clearly, uh, you're not going to see what's going on because there's too many forces that are lined up uh, against those of us that, that, you know, they have these, these common values, uh, you know, treat, each, treat other people like you want to be treated, uh, you know, search for truth, uh, uh, share the truth as, as best you can. And, and those things are being attacked constantly you know uh sun tzu the chinese general said that if you know yourself and you know that your enemy you need not fear the outcome of a hundred battles and people really don't understand their own limits in, in being able to see things you know we have these psychological impairments uh, normalcy bias cognitive dissonance and things like that and you know when we're faced with something that's threatening, uh, we, we actually can ignore it and deny it. And, and in fact, the more threatening it, you know, it is, the, the more creative we get in our denial. Strange. And, you know, so, so we've got to know yourself and you got to, you got to be able to work through your, your own limitations. Uh, and then people really don't even understand that there is an enemy out there that, uh, you know, there are actually men behind the curtains uh, with an agenda and a plan. And, and that plan uh, is not in the best interest of you or your family or your, your communities. And so uh, if you begin to wake up and, and realize that, that all of these things that have happened to us, the, the, the COVID crime, the, the shutting down of businesses, the inflation of, of money, uh, uh, the, the, it just, just so many things. It's not because our leadership is stupid, although we call them stupid frequently. And, and in fact, that's kind of a red flag. When you start saying Biden is stupid, 
you know, because he opens the borders or something like that, you know, and, and overwhelms the systems. Um, he's not stupid. Uh, it, it, he has an agenda, and there are people behind the curtain that set his agenda for him. So understanding who your enemy is a very, very important aspect of, of, of being able to survive this thing. Uh, if you know the end goal that they have planned for us, it's much easier to, to identify the steps along the way. So I'm going to kind of go to the end goal of, of the, the man behind the curtain. Uh, they have uh, telegraphed, they have told us what they're going to do. Uh, but most people don't take it seriously. Uh, these are, are globalists. It's a global cabal. And they want a one world government. And of course, that's not a conspiracy theory anymore. You know, that's what Klaus Schwab has written uh, in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. That's what Yuval Noah Harari, you know, their prophet uh, has said. Uh, so you just have to read what they're saying and pay attention to it. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's funny how they telegraph what they're going to do before they do it. It's almost like it's a requirement. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, it's a way for them to let their people know where, where, where this thing is headed. So if you pay attention, you know, it's, it's now called um, uh, the Great Reset, Build Back Better, Reimagine. You know, you've heard, you hear these terms constantly. Uh, by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. And, and this is going to look a lot like communism. But it's not really going to be communism. It's going to be something a little different. It's going to be a form of totalitarianism. And the three objectives that these people behind the curtain, the, the globalists, the cabal, have as an agenda is the first thing is, is they want to, to create a massive transference of wealth from us to them. Now, if you look at what happened during the, the, the COVID shutdowns and the quarantine, uh, a third of all small businesses in America closed and closed permanently. And the big box stores, the ones that the globalists control the stock and, and, and profit from, Walmart, for example, well, they, they were allowed to stay open. And so the mom and, mom and pop uh, hardware stores are no longer in business, but, but uh, uh, Home Depot is, is, is thriving. So you've already seen a massive transfer of wealth, but, it, but it's just begun. So that's goal number one. Uh, goal number two is they want to control people. And, you know, they had us shutting down our churches. They had That's us wearing a, a, a face diaper. The, the holes in the face diaper are larger than the virus. So the idea that, that we would put this thing on our, on our face, you know, these people behind the scenes must have been hilariously laughing at how <laughs> stupid we were to comply with a mask. It's nonsense. You know, even if you wear a mask because you're symptomatic, the holes are bigger than a virus, you know, and we now know that it was all nonsense all, all along the way. Uh, 
you know, and, and the, the idea that we would take an experimental jab uh, based on trusting the institutions, uh, give it to our kids. Uh, it, it's extraordinary the power, the control that they exercise over us, the things that we did to comply. And, you know, people basically want to comply. Uh, but uh, uh, they know that, the power that be know that and, and have taken advantage of that. Uh, the third, and by the way, the, the, the VAX uh, pass uh, where you had to have it to, get, to leave the country or go on yep. an airplane, it, show me your papers, you know, is, is, you know, this is right out of communist uh, uh, Russia or China, and yet we allowed it to happen here uh, for these people. Now, here's the third goal that they have. And this is the tough one for people to wrap their heads around. And it's tough because we don't understand evil. You know, we, we don't think about evil. Uh, you know, we want to treat people the way we want to be treated and, and nice. And, and, you know, as a Christian, we're at a great disadvantage because uh, uh, we can't wrap our heads around the degree of evil that we're faced with right now. But we better wake up and, and, and start thinking about it and realizing it because uh, we may not be ready for them, but they're ready for us. And the third goal that is so hard to understand is they call it sustainable population. Uh, they fully intend to reduce the population of the world to what they call a sustainable number. And they told us what that number is. I mean, this isn't conspiracy. These are their, their words. Is there like 500,000 or something? That's it. So 90% of the population of the world is, is going to be expendable. And they talk about it. You know, this Yuval Noah Harari uh, says that, that uh, uh, most people, once the technolog technological age comes in, are, are going to be unnecessary. They're going to be useless. And uh, he was asked, well, what are, they going to, what are you going to do with them? And he said, we're going to give them drugs and video games. Um, you know, but that's before they uh, they, they simply uh, eliminate them, which is which is all they're all, all in the open about it. But again, people don't understand evil to this degree, so they're at a great disadvantage in 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 their ability to to uh, uh, to understand what's going on and, and what's going to become. So we're going to be talking about that uh, today a little more. Well, you know, Kissinger. Can I ask you a quick question about that though? Because when it comes to acknowledging evil, I think. Uh, the people that I come in contact with that are aware about this, they seem to do a lot of deep introspection. It doesn't matter uh, what the religious affiliation is. It seems like if they're just intellectually curious, they'll eventually come across something like this. And it is astounding to see how much evil is actually rampant and how people are not able to see beyond the cognitive dissonance. So uh, I'm just wondering from your perspective, from somebody who acknowledges and, and can read people, why did so many people fall into this thing even though they could be smart even though they have individuals why did they fall fall into this and not challenge it because when they were talking about these numbers about how many people actually died from this virus i, I couldn't believe that people would actually you know do and follow these protocols and i know the um you said that well, we allowed these things to happen i wasn't one of those people i didn't 
with that face diaper at it. And I didn't want you to send a line to get this stuff. And a lot, uh, some of the people I know didn't do it either. So there was a percentage of that population that resisted, but vast majority just went in. So I'm curious from uh, your perspective, why did so many just blindly follow? Why did so many not have any kind of critical thinking? I mean, was it just societal pressure that they didn't want to, uh, you know, rock the boat at this point? Well, that's, that's a great question. And, and I think if we can, uh, can, can, get some traction on answering that question. Uh, it'll help people to, to, to kind of do, do that self-analysis. Uh, first of all, the powers that be have the greatest minds in social psychology. They're based at what's, at what's called the Tavistock Institute in London. And they have spent years bringing in the most brilliant people to, to, uh, uh, to determine in advance how people are going to react and think. So, so they have uh, tremendous investment in, in manipulating the masses. Uh, people uh, are, are trusting. And, you, you know, you, you want to trust in institutions uh, like the CDC or the National Institute for Health or the FDA. And uh, if you trust in something, then you're, you're kind of uh, uh, relieved of having to do the hard work of, of making your own informed decision. And when it comes to healthcare, let's face it, that's complicated. You know, you trust your doctor. And by the way, they just surveyed the medical doctors in America recently, and 89% of them think the VAX is safe and effective. Oh uh, and these are our doctors. That's crazy. Now, those, those courageous doctors, those heroes, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Zelenko, uh, the Zelenko protocol. I had a wonderful one-hour conversation with him before he died. Uh, he's a hero. He's also a Hasidic Jew, by the way. Uh, and this man saved probably millions of Gentile lives. Uh, great man. Uh, uh, Peter McCullough uh, uh, right. and, and many other. And these these people on the front lines. Uh, who are having their license threatened, their job threatened, their reputations threatened. These are American heroes. But unfortunately, they are a minority among the medical community. And, and that kind of brings it. Why would a medical doctor uh, go along with, with an experimental vaccine that, that's, uh, uh, that's not necessary? Uh, and, 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 and who knows whether it was safe or not? Why would they encourage their patients to do this? And, and uh, well, they did it to conform. They did it because of peer pressure. They did it because their jobs were threatened. Their licenses were threatened. And it's amazing that, that so many medical doctors went along with the COVID crime. Uh, and again, it's, it's part of me answering your question here. Now, people have this trust in institutions. The problem is when those institutions are no longer trustworthy. And, you know, I'm going to go over uh, the lies that the CDC perpetrated on the American people in a few minutes. And, and it's, it is a stack of lies, blatant, clearly uh, uh, visible. And, and even now you have Walensky, the head of the CDC, coming out uh, apologizing uh, for for uh, the lockdowns, apologizing for for uh, uh, withholding therapeutics, so, you know, just so now now we can trust them, right? 
you know, it's extraordinary. And, and so when you, when you realize that the institutions are no longer trustworthy, then you have to begin to take responsibility for doing your own research and making your own decision. So they had a, uh, uh, an advantage in, in trustworthy investment, trustworthiness uh, that they capitalized on while they took advantage of, 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 of people. Um, but people are waking up now and they're realizing that, that people have been hurt and maimed and killed. And, and you know, a good example is uh, only 6% of Americans have vaxxed their children uh, ages six to six months to five years old. So they're waking up. Uh, but in the meantime, they're mostly waking up that the institutions that they trusted have been lying to them. Then the next thing is, is people uh, are motivated by fear. And man, did they roll out the fear on us. You know, yeah. first, you know, millions of people were, were going to die. And, and that was that was all by design. Uh, you know, and, and so they use fear and waves to 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 move people into compliance. Uh Another thing I mentioned earlier was something called normalcy bias. You know, we, we want to think things are going to go back to normal. And so uh, when, when we're faced with evidence that's threatening, uh, we, we tend to, to deny it. We tend to ignore it. And, and in fact, the greater the threat, the more creative we get in our denial. So it's just kind of a, it's a, it's a human nature safety mechanism. Uh, I think that helps to maintain our, our sanity. But when, when it causes us to overlook uh, evidence, evidence that can be very harmful, it's not doing us any service. And then I, I guess the, the last thing that's really important is, is uh, people would rather be wrong than be different. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really crazy. It, it's just absolutely crazy. Gary, I was telling um, our listeners that during the pandemic when everything was really kicking in high gear, I was one of the only people people I know that would go to the grocery store, not wear a mask, and I would get these death stares. And then I would get. And one time, I was there with my son, and somebody was going crazy. But I, I didn't want to do it. I just, I felt like you know, this is the time where you have to really step up and stand out. And one thing I've always admired about you, Gary, is you have always spoken your truth, regardless of what situation happens, regardless of what the world is like. And you've been a leader out there. So I want to know if you could please share with our listeners, what is the psychological composition of your leadership? Why did you decide that you were going to become a leader and you were going to speak out? And what are some of the things that you've done to motivate, to inspire, to get people to take action in a direction that is progressive towards enlightening humanity, that's putting humanity on a path of greater freedom and less repression? That's a tough question. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a tip to it. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, as a child of the king, as a Christian who understands who he is in the kingdom, uh, I have great responsibility and great resources. And, and uh, uh, I need to be, I see myself as, as being about God's business, not mine. And, and right now we are under the most evil attack uh, in, in modern history. I agree with you. So uh, uh, as a child of the king, I am uh, uh, watching on the wall. I'm raising the alarm and, and, and warning people. Uh, you know, I spoke at my church 
uh, when uh, the the vax was approved for five to eleven year olds, and and uh, I, I explained that they don't need it because they don't get COVID, not seriously, mm-hmm. uh, and and it it doesn't work anyway. We now know, and I knew then that it doesn't keep you from getting COVID or keep you from transmitting it. And those are the words of the CDC Walensky weeks ago. So that's not a conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and third, it wasn't safe. You know, you look at the rates of myocarditis and young young teenage boys. Uh, why in the world? In fact, uh, there was a study done done out of uh, England for for every child uh, that that the vac saves, it kills 144. Yes. So, uh, uh, you know, so I'm explaining this at my church because they were just getting it approved for these young kids. And my pastor, who's a, whose real job is a, is a veterinarian, uh, was glaring at the back of my head. He was so angry. Uh, and he was, you know, he'd given me five minutes and, and he, 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 he did everything to almost knock me off of the, of the podium. Um, and, and, and the reason I mentioned this is it, is it the glare you got in the grocery store, right? Well, here I'm getting it from a pastor. Jeez. And, and, you know, I, I, I went and talked to him on the side and, and he said, you know, as a veterinarian, he's given thousands of vaccines and he trusts Pfizer. And, and, and here again, he has faith in institutions that are no longer worthy of our faith. But, you know, when you stand against people, because the, the COVID cult gave people without purpose and without a social connection, it gave them purpose and it gave them affiliation. And so you weren't just disagreeing with them on, on certain medical information, but you ended up challenging their very purpose in life and their you know, in what they have found affiliation with. You might have seen that one concert where the, the guy on the stage says, how many got Moderna? And half the crowd's screaming yeah. and yelling. How many of you got Pfizer? The other half's screaming. It's probably Rage Against the Machine, which at one point was saying, you know, stand up against the system. Now they are the system. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and unfortunately, that's kind of human nature. Uh, Desmond, uh, I forget his last name. He's a psychologist. Matthias De- Desmond. Oh my gosh. It's pretty great. amazing, right? Yeah. Boy, does he have a great explanation for, for how they've done it and why people work the way they do. Everyone should, should uh, Google him and, um, and watch a half hour, 45 minute of, of, uh, uh, of what he teaches. So uh, I'm called because of, of, of my responsibility as a Christian and my, uh, you know, I have a, because of my money and because of my uh, fame, uh, I have a platform. And the, the second thing is, is that I've never had a great regard for either the approval of people or, or for the disapproval of people. You know, I built the largest awesome. franchise in the world with, with $10,000, you know, along with my, my partner, my wife, um, uh, we never borrowed a nickel. We never took a loan out, never took an investment. Uh, and and we, we built a multi-billion dollar company on that $10,000. Um, uh, people would have said it was impossible. But doing the impossible when you're a child of the king is not 
that hard to, hard to do. So I've got this platform and I really didn't, I'm going to tell people the truth, uh, whether they want to hear it or not. Uh, that's my job. And, and, you know, in a time of uh, deception, telling the truth will be a revolutionary act. You yeah. heard that. that oh, I think we're still so there. Myself. <laughs> so, so that's kind of, uh, I've, I've always had a disregard for the approval of people or the disapproval. I've said what I needed to say, did what I needed to do. I learned from my mistakes, which I've made many of. In fact, I made so many mistakes as a young man, I simply ran out of them. And when it, <laughs> when it came time to, to do curves, what did anything left? But, but all the right ways to, to, to go and grow, grow a business. That's really awesome, Gary. You ran out of mistakes to make. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that. Let me jump back in here. I, I want to uh, talk about the war that's on us right now. You know, yeah. Kissinger gave us a head, heads up. He said, uh, Henry Kissinger said that if you control oil, uh, you control countries. If you control food, you control people. And if you control money, you control everything. And so right now we're in the midst of, of a war on, on energy. Uh, you know, the, the price of gas has doubled. Uh, the electric bills in America are double what they were a year ago. In England right now, the the electric bills are so high that people are having to choose to, to heat or eat. Yeah. Uh, Germany is so bad, uh, they're, they're having to choose to eat or heat, and their industry is closing. Jobs are going with it. Um, it's being done on uh, purpose, this, too. This is awful. Yeah, this is not by accident. Uh Henry Kissinger said, if you control energy, uh, you control countries. And so that's what they're doing. And they have it in, in game to do this. And then there's food. You know, half of the fertilizer produced in the world comes out of Russia. And, and so since all that has been uh, shut down now, uh, I'm, a, I'm a rancher. Uh, I buy fertilizer. And uh, fertilizer has gone from $200 a pound to, to $1,000 a pound, if you can get it. Uh, uh, they have deliberately diminished our ability to grow food around the world. Even the World Health Organization says that uh, with the shortages of food right now, that 200 million people in the world are at risk for starvation. Uh, so again, this isn't conspiracy. This is just observing uh, you know, what's going on out there. There is a war on food because they know that if you control food, you control people. And then finally, there's a war on, on, uh, uh, on money. You know, we're living with about eight and a half percent inflation right now. And uh, sure, it's uh, a lot more. John Williams from Shadow Stats, I've been following. Mm -hmm. I always follow him. I think he's, he acknowledges inflation is about 15 percent. And some certain yeah. cases, I mean, you, you, you just acknowledge fertilizer. I mean, that, that's, that doesn't seem like an eight percent. It seems like, you know, three hundred percent yeah. is crazy. No, you're right. In fact, the official number, which I stated, is, is actually manipulated. They don't count food and fuel mm. and food and fuel are the two biggest things that we have uh, inflated right now. Uh, 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 the, the grocery bills and the gasoline bills uh, are, are becoming so cost prohibitive right now that people are having to make choices. So they're, they're uh, 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 destroying the dollar very slowly and they have a plan to replace the dollar with a digital currency. And so now we're going back to their second objective, which is control. Uh, when, when 
we only have when cash is gone and a digital currency is the only way you could buy and sell. They control our ability to buy and sell. Sound familiar? Sound like something biblical? Yeah, yeah and it's right around the corner. Uh, and and so if people realize that this is this is there really is a war on them and their family and their freedom, and they wake up to it and 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 realize their own weaknesses, know the self, and know their enemy and who the enemy is. And the enemy is this global cabal. And by the way, the global cabal, there is no political solution. Uh, they control all of the Democrats. They control Biden and everybody. They control all the governments in Germany and the UK and Australia. But they also control the primary people in the Republican Party. You know, where was John Cornyn uh, when, when they were going after the children? You know, you heard me say at, at the event that I told the governor of Texas, uh, uh, if you let them vax the kids, you're going to know the price of your soul. But he stood down, let them go after our six-month-olds, let them threaten our doctors with taking away their license that they prescribed a therapeutic. I mean, all of these people on the Republican side are going along with it. And the reason is, is the moneyed interest uh, control our political institutions. Uh, they can determine who gets reelected. They can determine who gets primary. And, uh, you know, Big Pharma alone gives $2 billion every cycle uh, to politi politi politicians in D.C. That's a massive amount of money that's going to buy uh, elections for people as long as they play the game. Very few exceptions uh, to, to the politicians in Washington that, that, that have stood their ground. Rand Paul uh, is one of those exceptions. Uh uh, Thomas Massey is another exception. I remember he spoke but, last year at the conference. He was, he was terrific, too. And then well, um, Robert Kennedy Jr. was there, too. Who's saying oh, this my is, gosh. Yeah. He was saying that this was our this is our 1776 moment. Yeah. Uh, Boy, they, what a great event. Those yeah. those guys were so sharp. So let's take a look at where we're at uh, in this country and why, why we have a uh, uh, an urgency. First of all, it, how many people trust the FBI? How many people trust the CIA? <laughs> you know, we've watched the January 6th uh, protesters that have been, many of them been held almost two years now uh, 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 without a speedy trial, without facing their accuser, without uh, uh, a proper defense. This is a gulag. This is, this is Bolshevik stuff going on in our country right now these people, most of them did nothing more than trespass, and they have been held and charged with ridiculous things. The videos that showed a, a, a lot of them uh, uh, in a positive light have been withheld. The, the judges in Washington, D.C. That, that, are, that are refusing bail for them and letting them be tortured. This is America. We have a gulag right now where political prisoners have been arrested or being tortured. Uh, America, wake up. We don't have a republic anymore. Then we have the, the, the uh, and by the way, FBI, CIA, uh, these are criminal organizations controlled by the globalists. Uh, look at what they did to Trump the other day. Never in yeah. history has that, that happened before. But they're criminals running these institutions who have arrest power over you and me, by the way. That's a scary thing. And, and then we have the CDC, 
which is a criminal organization now owned entirely by big pharma, uh, who's, who has uh, uh, withheld therapeutics, has created this uh, genetic concoction that's not been tested uh, uh, and, and then promoted by and bought by the government, promoted. We, we are in enemy territory uh, at, at this moment. Speaking of enemy territory, I'm just wondering about this. Just, just let's just take a sober look at this right now. It seems that they have all the cards, they have all the power, and a majority of the people just willing to go along with it because they don't want to rock the boat. Gary, for people like you and I and, and Dr. Paul and other people that are pro-freedom that want to be that just want to be left alone. I mean, are we like the absolute minority? Is there any future for us? Are we just going to basically succumb uh, to this evil that it's kind of inevitable? Are we just going to have to, like, you know, find a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere and live out there while this zombie apocalypse <laughs> just occurs? Because I'm, 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 lo- I'm really looking for the hope. I, I'm, I'm looking for the hope, and then every time I, I try to get a little hopeful, then I see the, uh, the whole stuff of what they're doing with the sexualization of children at a rapid yep. rate, and I think that is yep. so repulsive. And it's like, wow, yep. how much more evil can you get? I mean, evil seems like it's like it's stepping up its game. 5,000 times. And where's the counterbalance? Where's the good? Sometimes they're saying, well, you need to, you know, you have to have a faith. To, but I just think you need to just be a decent person. Uh, where are the decent people counterbalancing this? Uh, so uh, what do you think, Gary? I mean, is evil, from where you're seeing things right now, does evil have all the cards? Are they pretty much taking this thing to the to the end? And are good people, uh, are we just sitting ducks for the inevitable? Are we just eventually just going to get rounded up and killed because we're not going along with the program? And we're we're too much in the minority to offer any kind of reasonable resistance to this. You know, Ryan. Let me give you the best answer at the at the end because I want to I want to close with that. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, let, let let's let's go through the the layers of of evidence that are in front of us. Uh, uh, we had a stolen election. You know, thank goodness that 2,000 mules came out and they explained some of the ways that uh, our election was stolen. Uh, also, the voting machines. I've known about the voting machines being uh, uh, rigged. Uh, in 2016, I went to the governor of Texas and I said, uh, uh, Stanford just did a study. They looked at the Hillary uh, Bernie uh, primaries and they found that uh, anywhere they were using electronic uh, voting, Hillary mysteriously got 10% more than the pre-poll. And the governor called the called the uh, secretary of state and, and had him get right on it. So there's been no mystery that if you, you know, Stalin said, if you can't, I don't care who votes, I care who counts it. Mm-hmm. Well, the voting machines were certainly a way to do it. But they had to cheat so bad to get Biden in there that they needed to do more than the voting machines. They had to do all these ballots and all these other things and dead people and so forth. And, uh, you know, uh, it's so obvious Ray Charles could see that you know, this election was stolen. It's actually, it's, it's a new oxymoron uh, 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 out there, uh, free and fair elections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and yet we're just, and we were told if we talk about it, then we'll be censored, right? What the hell was that about, right? Uh, then you have um, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter being peaceful. Okay, you know, this is a, uh, a Marxist uh, 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 led uh, uh, effort to create chaos uh, straight out of the Bolshevik, Bolshevik revolution. And yet we're told that it was peaceful. Uh, then you have the, the border is secured. That's the Homeland Security guy last week. The border is secured. Okay. Jeez. 
you know, you, you, you sit here and look at this and thinking, yeah. how do these people say these things with a straight face? I don't know. And by the it's way, the, mental illness. No, they have an agenda. Yeah. You know, you want to call them stupid, right? But they're not stupid. They have a plan, uh, uh, which explains all this stuff, if you're willing to consider that. And by the way, the border is not about getting uh, Democratic voters over here. Uh, uh, they already count the votes. Why do they need more voters? Uh, it's about creating chaos. You know, the, these these uh, professors from Pr Princeton in the, in the 70s, uh, Cloward and Pivens, uh, said that, that we need to overwhelm the institutions. And so with, with millions of people coming across, uh, the courts are overwhelmed, the school districts are overwhelmed, the hospitals are overwhelmed, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the welfare systems are overwhelmed. They're overwhelming the systems so that they can create chaos because, and this is a communist expression, you create order out of chaos. So this is all about chaos. And uh, uh, then, then you mentioned the transgender. Yeah. Well, it's it, I know it's I know they're, they're the people that are of a certain um. It's not to say against the transgender. It's about the 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 grooming of children, and it's the fact that they be people bring children to drag shows and they're sexualizing. Yeah. I'm completely against it. Quite frankly, I don't care what a person does or who they are. As long as you do not you know sexualize children, that would not just be. It wouldn't matter what your sexual affiliation is. Hetero, gay, transgender, do not sexualize children. That is absolutely, that's the most heinous yeah. and evil thing you could possibly do. And the fact that we don't have enough men stepping out of our society, I feel like it's like a lack of men, these estrogen, overweight, you know, let's just watch what's on the TV, sitting men, not stepping up. And we need like more men uh, doing this. So I, right. I can't, can't acknowledge, why wouldn't they Why wouldn't they do that? Just um, That's uh, right. Well, you know, the... They've been emasculating men, young men, for a long time now. And they've been feminizing women. Uh, that's why so many 30-year-old men are living in their parents' basement right now instead of forming families. But, but this tr transgender thing is particularly evil. You know, Zelenko, Dr. Zelenko said this, and I'll never forget it. He said, you know, you have the sanctity of marriage. He said, there's a sanctity of gender. God created man, God created woman. And they're destroying the sanctity of gender uh, by creating confusion in young children. You, you know, this, this gender dysphoria that, that occurs with a lot of people, uh, it, it resolves itself almost entirely by the time kids reach adulthood. So to go in and, and tell a six-year-old uh, that, that he's really a girl in a, in a boy's body, is, is, uh, it's nonsensical, first of all, it's but evil. it's criminal. It's evil. And, you know, you've got you've got 10 uh, year old little boys being chemically castrated and 15 year old little girls having the breast removed. Uh, this is insane. Yeah. And, you know, and what do you do about it? Well, you say, hell no. You say this is in Texas. We say this is bullshit okay? <laughs> and call it what it is and be bold about it. And don't be uh, and where are the real men. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, we need real men and we need real women to stand up and said, not in, in my household, not in my school, not in my community and, and be bold about it. Uh, and, and so that's part of the answer. Now let's just do, dive into the COVID crime just for a minute because sure. people need to understand, you know, where did this, uh, 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 this COVID come from? Uh, 
Well, we know that there were many, many patents on each part of, 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 of COVID-19 registered and issued to people like Pfizer and to the Fauci organizations. This was created. We know where the money came from. We know the labs that were working on it around the world that, that built this bioweapon called COVID-19. And it certainly was released. It wasn't an accidental thing, and it didn't come from a from a, a, a live market, from a bat. You know, if you look at the genetic makeup of it, which many people have done, it was created and built and then released on people uh, for a purpose. Now, my point there is that, is that you and I and people like us have to be able to come to a rational conclusion based on the evidence we see so that we can have actionable results. And, and they want us to, to be confused, uh, which keeps us from coming to, to that rational conclusion that might give us something actionable to work with. So what I want to encourage people is, look, uh, uh, there's enough evidence that this was built in labs and it was released on people and it is a bioweapon. Uh, and, and then secondarily, that Fauci oversaw most of this. He's, he's credited in, in multiple uh, studies of, of having supported the gain in function research. He is a mass criminal. He is a, a, a should be charged with crimes against humanity. Couldn't agree with you more. He shouldn't be charged with lying to Congress. He he should be standing facing his accusers uh, for having killed, directly responsible for having killed millions and millions of people. Not the highest paid government employee, and not on TV telling me what I should do with my my kids or grandkids. This man is a mass murderer. And, and the sooner we come to that conclusion, and anybody that's that supported him and affiliated with him, and I'm talking about uh, the CDC and the, the federal government, and uh, 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 we, we have to call them what they are. They're criminals, and, and these are criminals that are coming after you and your children. Uh, then, the, then the held back therapies that we found were very, very helpful lied about them, said things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine didn't work. Um, uh, uh, and then anybody that, that, that criticized were censored. And I'm talking about glo uh, Nobel Prize winning doctors were censored because they had a different opinion. Um, then, uh, then they came up with this so-called vax, which we now know doesn't keep you from getting COVID and doesn't uh, keep you from transmitting it. And we now know it ain't safe. Well, they lied about that. They've injected half the population of the plant with this thing. Um, uh, and then they wanted, Pfizer wanted 75 years before they uh, released their, their studies on it. You know, how much of this do you have to take with a straight face? Are you kidding me? I don't understand. Well, what's it going to take? Who do you think I am, an idiot? Yeah. I, I don't understand what is it. What is it going to be well, a tipping point? I, what is the tipping point for people? What is it going to take? I mean, I think people like you, people like me, and other people, we saw this coming a while ago, and we were able to, you know, to, to mount a response. But even if you went along with this thing, you should have woken up a long time ago. And I, I just don't understand what is it. Is it? Is is it? Is it the power of evil? Does evil override the um, common senses there? And you know, you mentioned that this is a profound evil, but where, where's the lag? Where's the good? Where is the where? Where's the angelic? Where's the light? Is the light going on vacation right now? Yeah, I, mean, I, I understand <laughs> it. Is it is it out playing golf? 
I mean, I feel like there's got to be some kind of counterbalance to this because I think human beings are capable of doing a lot of wonderful things. I cite you as an example, uh, a beautiful example of what a human being can do. You started your own business. You gave uh, thousands of people an opportunity to build the careers. You gave them employment benefits. So, so they're, they're happily working. They're giving women a safe space to work out with Curves, one of the most successful franchises in the world, not the most successful franchise in the world. And then what do you do when you're done, uh, when you retire? Uh, you don't sit on the beach. You're out there feeding people throughout the world. You, you're giving money to charitable causes. And if everyone out there could achieve something like that, this world could be a wonderful place. Yet, they're just sitting back and letting evil just take them. So I, I just don't understand why evil is coming at us so hard at this particular time. Why isn't there more of a, uh, a pushback or what can people do to become strong, to uh, become a Gary Heaven in their own way, to you know take control of their lives, but also become successful so they can begin to donate their time and their energy and the resources the way you have? You don't think people have to realize who they are. And, uh, you know, they say that, 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 that Satan's greatest achievement is to convince us that he doesn't exist. But I think his greatest achievement is he's convinced so many of us that we don't exist, at least in any meaningful way. When you realize that you are a free moral agent, that you have been created you, you, you want a, a, ser a result of a series of accidents uh, via a primordial soup and a monkey. Okay? You were created in the image of an almighty loving God with purpose and with power, uh, uh, with a future promised for, you, for blessing and not, not to harm you. And, and then you, you take that gift of your life and, 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 and the potential for eternity and realize that, that, that you owe something for that. Uh, uh, I think, I think that's the beginning of, of hope for people. And, and for me, realizing that, uh, means that I'm, I'm a child of the, of the author of truth and, and the, the, the enemy of truth, the father of lies is, is, is amassing more and more control and influence. You know, in biblically speaking, I think uh, our country uh, has become so sinful. Uh, we've become so lazy, unwilling to think. Uh, we've we've uh, neglected our responsibility. Uh, we've let these lies perpetrate so that, that we might stay out of the way. You know, Churchill said that an appeaser is the man who, who uh, hopes the crocodile will eat him last. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're a, a nation of appeasers right now. And, you know, people are just focused on their comfort level and, you know, their 401k and, and, uh, and, you know, playing golf on Saturdays, whatever, whatever it is, anything to substitute for living their, their potential. And unfortunately, you know, you, you can look at the stats on the vax. You know, 73% of Americans let them inject them with this stupid thing. You know, you had a 99.97% survival rate. I know. And, and, you know, stick me in the arm with an experimental drug. Uh, and by the way, don't tell me what's in it for 75 years uh, or what the research was. That's pretty doggone stupid. And, <clears throat> and yet, um, I'm afraid it's a measurement as to how this thing is going to shape out in the future. 
And by the way, 50% took the second jab. Finally, you know, only 6% uh, thought it was a good idea to jab a six-month-old baby uh, with this thing. That's still an awful lot of non-thinking people. Yeah. You know, someone wrote recently that that uh, only 2% of people can think critically. 8% think they can think critically. And 90% would rather die than think. That's, That's I don't, that, I don't know makes, that I can it makes a lot. It, it makes a lot of sense. It, it literally makes a lot of sense because I remember, you know, Frauchi was gone and he would say something and the next day everyone would do it. I, I was in a grocery store one time. I saw a person wearing three different masks. And, like, and I, yeah. you know, I, I do wonder if there was a back room where they, where they sit down, the elites get together, they watch a screen and they get drunk and they say, let's see if we can, let's, let's, let's up the ante and see if they'll be stupid enough to do something like this. And they do it. I wonder if it's, uh, if it's a fun yeah. game for them. Cause it seems like it's just, it's it's outrageous, and it goes with <laughs> Matthias Desmond because you, you brought him up earlier, which I love. I mean, his book, The Psychology of Totalitarianism. One thing I, I think is it's a positive take is that he yeah. said totalitarianism ultimately collapses upon itself. If you're looking at um, yeah these people and we're, this push for global totalitarianism, do you see any kind of glimmer of hope that this system will ultimately collapse upon itself, or is yeah. that a uh, just a pipe dream? Or do do these elites have things so planned out, saying, "Well, we acknowledge that, so we've got a backup plan." Uh, are we giving them too much credit? No, you you actually said it quite well. Uh, uh, yes, it'll collapse on them. Uh, the problem is uh, uh, how much collateral damage will there be in the meantime? And uh, I'm gonna uh, in a few minutes. I'm gonna kind of do the close on sure. on how do you avoid being collateral damage to these horrendously evil people uh uh but yet the positive news is uh uh evil at that level is not sustainable uh the the bad news is uh what's going to happen between now and then hey let me jump back on this on this last thing here sure this is really important uh uh so the vax was never safe for pregnant women and if you look at the data from, from Pfizer, uh, the majority of women that, that were pregnant uh, or became pregnant during this, the study lost their children. Uh, the UK recognized that it was never safe for, for pregnant women and, and prevented it in their populations. But not here. I mean, we were jabbing pregnant women right and left. My sister, uh, my niece, rather, was due in one week and uh, her, her obstetrician uh, gave her the jab so that the baby would have the vax when, when he was born. Yes. Uh, so how stupid uh, uh, th th these people are. Then we have the military. You know, Biden has destroyed the U.S. military. The, the people that can think uh, have said no to the jab. And by the way, they were lied to. They said it was approved by the, by the FDA. Well, only community was approved. And community was not available in the U.S. until just very recently. So all of these people in the military were being uh, threatened if they didn't take an experimental jab, uh, that they would be removed from the service. And many of them have been when there was never uh, an uh, FDA approved. So it was just all a bunch of lies. And in all of it against the Nuremberg, Nuremberg Code, uh, Nuremberg Code left us with a set of rules that, that uh, you couldn't force medical treatments on people. Uh, certainly not unless they were fully informed, they were not coerced, 
and uh, and not experimental. And it's exactly what our uh, government has done to our military. They've destroyed it. And then the, these these young military people that are not at risk for COVID have all been jabbed now. And and the the rates of cancer are up eleven hundred percent in the military. Rates of miscarriage are up three hundred fifty percent. Uh, the rates of, of heart disease and, and heart attacks and is up 350%. So they have physically disabled our military, ran out the ones that could still think, and they have violated the Nuremberg Code in a, in a process. We are living in enemy territory. We are, we are being ruled by a criminal enterprise right now. Uh, and then finally, th- this is the last thing. There's a new... Uh, 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 term for, for it's called SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. And uh, I think most people are familiar with this right now. You know, and they just released the, the numbers in uh, uh, Alberta, Canada, the province up there. The leading cause of death in Alberta right now is SADS, Sudden Ad- Adult Death Syndrome. Uh, the excess deaths uh, are double what they normally would be. And if anybody dares to say, well, hey, maybe it's the vax, then uh, 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 they're shouted down, they're they're threatened. Uh, And so this whole thing is kind of crazy. So what do we do? Let's kind of hit that real quickly. First of all, I think as a a free moral agent, uh, you need to have a healthy skepticism about things. And I've always kind of had that naturally. I, if somebody told me something, I'd I'd, I'd want some evidence to back it up, and not not that I'm cynical. I just uh, you know don't trust institutions uh, uh, necessarily. Uh, so having a healthy skepticism, I think, is a is a good place to start. And then second, this is kind of funny. Just assume that they're lying to you. You know that. All of the mainstream media is controlled by the same money interest that control the politicians, that control the big pharma and, and, and big ag and all these things. They're in such control of the media that it's nothing but propaganda anymore. And so when they say the vax is safe and effective, just kind of laugh at them <laughs> and, and say, uh, you know, it's like that old Bill Clinton joke. Uh, how do you know Bill Clinton's lying? Well, his lips were moving. <laughs> so how do you know the media media is lying to you well because they've written something and and, and, and or said it on the on the tv news uh, uh that it, we're at a point right now where i think that's the only thing that will save you from from what they call propaganda they're probably lying to you so just assume they're lying and and anything they say uh assume that the opposite is probably true so there's another good step uh Third, you need to realize the government and those institutions that we've been talking about are not your friend. They are controlled by evil that you can't even begin to wrap your head around. Uh, Then uh, realize that that there's a war right now uh, uh, on uh, our fuel. Uh, You just think gas is expensive. Just wait till you see what's coming. You know, or if you're in Europe right now. You know, you're you're in the UK over the last few weeks. Uh, uh, the energy bills are so high that, that people literally are having to choose between food and fuel. And this isn't an accident. You know, they didn't have to sanction Russia and they didn't have to 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 cut the fuel off. 
Biden knew, you know, NATO knew that when they did these things, that the American people, the economy was going to be destroyed. Uh, that wasn't something that, that they didn't consider when they did it. It was all part of the design, because if you control fuel, you control countries. And again, if you control food, you control people. And there is a war on food right now. They are going to create a system where we struggle to feed ourselves. Uh, and it's all by design. It's all part of the plan. Uh, there's a war on money. They're going to devalue the dollar. We're going to inflate it to the point that people can't keep up with it. You know, we talked about that eight and a half percent rate of inflation, but it's probably more like 20, 25. And I, I also watch uh, stat, shadow stats. Uh, and, and yet, uh, in, uh, uh, wages have only increased 5%. So we're quickly getting behind. You know, if, if you're a senior citizen and you had $100,000 in the bank uh, for your retirement uh, 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 a year ago, today you've got 88000 uh, Next year, if it just stays the same and it's going to get much worse, uh, you know, you're going to have 70000 or so forth. In three or four years, your savings has been... Uh, taxed away through inflation, which was by design. All this money printing, all this this COVID relief funds. And, you know, the definition of, of inflation is uh, uh, more and more money chasing the same amount of goods and services. And that's certainly uh, an example of what's happening right now. And there's another part of, of inflation. Uh, uh, it's it's liquidity. It's the, it's the velocity of money. And the Fed's taking care of that right now, too. By raising the interest rates, they, they are uh, taking more and more uh, uh, money out, out, of, out of circulation. And by reducing the velocity of money, you create uh, uh, deprivation and inflation as well. So all about design. They, they got all this figured out. Yeah. Uh, and, and then finally, there's, there's a war on health. Uh, you know, they have inoculated half the population of the planet with something that we don't know what it's in, what's in it entirely. We know there's graphene oxide, graphene hydroxide. We know the qualities of it. We, we, uh, we know that was hidden from us. Uh, people need to start researching that so that they can, can, can understand where that's going. Uh, we don't have time to, to really talk much about that. So what can we do about it? <clears throat> well, our, our, our place of safety is local. Okay. It's not, uh, voting the right person in as president or, or in Congress, it's local. You need to form a local community. Uh, you need to talk to like-minded people. You know, I, I have a, a, a meeting. We were having it every two weeks. Uh, we kind of got off track in the summer, but we'd have uh, 20, 30, 40 people uh, come to a, a meeting uh, in the evening. And we would talk about uh, what was going on and how things were, were happening and People would share ideas, and, and, and we formed a community. Uh, and I, I'd always start the meeting by saying the number one reason we're here is so that, that uh, we can help you feel like you're not insane. <laughs> there are other people that are seeing the same thing you're yeah. saying. You know, and, and if people get the number one thing I hope people get out of this interview uh, right now is that, is that they realize they're not insane. They're seeing the same thing. Yeah, we're, we're far seeing. from it. You know, your willingness to talk about this and my willingness to talk about this, give them permission to talk about it. And that encourages them uh, to be bold, 
to take responsibility, all the things that you and I've been talking about. Mm. And, and I, I think that's the number one thing that they get out of this. Yeah. So if there's a war on food, if there's a war on fuel, if there's a war on, um, on your health, uh, and, and, uh, and, and your money, what do you do? And, and the answer is, uh, imagine there's a train, a freight train coming down the track and you and your family are on the tracks. You've got your money and 401ks and stock market and the dollar you've got, uh, enough food for three days in your home because the grocery store is only down the street. Uh, uh, you, you've got a half a tank of gas in your car, but that's okay because the, the gas station is always going to be there. You've got to, you, you to realize that this train is coming and it is going to wipe out all of these things that you've become comfortable with. How can you feed your family? How can you heat your home? How can you protect yourself from hungry people that are going to be uh, uh, marauding uh, uh, in your area? That's what you've got to think about. And you're running out of time. If you hadn't been thinking about it, preparing for it at this point. And if you live in a city, you're screwed. You know, when, when food stamps uh, 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 don't work, what are people going to do? And, right. and look at the rise in violent crime in, in the inner cities right now. And so... So you need to become resilient. And uh, I'm in a situation, and it's not, it doesn't cost a lot of money. You just need to, uh, to, to, to be able to feed your family in the event the, the supply chain shuts down. You know, if diesel isn't available and trucks can't deliver just in time groceries to your grocery store, what are you going to do? And, and, uh, uh, and, and if you've got resources and nobody around you does, how are you going to protect it? And, and uh, you know, we're, we are going to be back to the, to the 1800s before long because the biggest threat is war. And they are provoking, they're poking the Russian bear. Yeah. And, and they are fomenting war right now because as, as, the, as the economy collapses, they don't want to be blamed. So, so they need... Uh, a scapegoat. And remember, the final goal is depopulation. Nothing will depopulate uh, like World War III. And that's where they're headed. So that's the ugly. And, and to finally kind of answer your question, the good is um, uh, it, it, there's going to be a lot of suffering, there's be a lot of pain. You uh, uh, in, in our audience listening today, need to get deadly serious about getting off the track getting out of the way and, and being resilient so that you can sustain yourself for as long as this has to play out. And the most important thing is faith. You know, if, if you are a child of the King, uh, you know, I, I prayed at the, at the event and I asked God for three things, PP and E uh, protection, provision and the opportunity to evangelize and believe me you want a lot of christians around you people that that uh, that you can count on that are passionate for the truth that share your values uh in your community and so ppne is what i would pray for 
every day uh, uh, and and I certainly do uh, because that's our ultimate protection. Uh, Gary, I find that people who I, <laughs> okay, I find come up people, with a question. You know, I'm saying I find, I find that people who uh, even if they're whether they're Christian or their other face, I mean, if you are stand against evil and you're pro humanity and you want you have love, these are all these are all brothers and we're all brothers and sisters yeah. and. Um, Gary, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And our last interview, the our last the last interview we did together was titled uh, "Be Comfortable with Getting Uncomfortable," and that has actually <laughs> been the mantra for a lot of the shows that we're doing because we, you know we're we're very comfortable with getting uncomfortable with acknowledging how deadly uh, serious this, this world is and how crazy things are. But I think by just by acknowledging it right away, it, it's very empowering. So. I want to thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your effort, and for all the wonderful things that you do with Ron Paul Institute, for all the wonderful things that you do for humanity, for being a light in an increasingly dark world. Gary, thank you so much. Well, thank you for those kind words, Ryan, and always an honor to be here. God bless you. Thank you, too. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guests, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace. Love and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.